All right, everybody, welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. For the first time in the 2020 football season, I cannot tell you that we are celebrating a Steelers victory. The positive of that is that uh, we won the first 11 games of the season, so that that's a pretty darn good positive. Um, the The negative is, of course, the loss, but more so how everything unfolded on uh, Monday in Pittsburgh against the Washington football team. I'm sure I'll say that other term at some point, so I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Don't mean to, but I probably will. Um, joining me tonight are Ben and uh, Ian is back from his two-week hiatus at the uh, NFL referee camp uh, where he's been instructing the referees on how not to be jackasses. Um, yeah, but, they didn't uh, listen to me this week either. No, they no, really clear, screwed that yeah, one up at the end of the first half. <laughs> clearly they did not. Uh, guys, there's a lot to talk about this team. And um, I, I, I know a lot of people are saying, oh, you're 11 and one. What, what are you bitching about? Blah, blah, blah. I said this right after the game. If you watch this team week in and week out, this was coming. Um, some something like this, we had gotten a lot of breaks, and and the breaks kind of went against us. Uh, things didn't go well. The injuries mounted, and it, it it just perfect storm. We get the L, and we move on. Um, Ian, what what were your general thoughts uh, after after Monday? The second half was really ugly. I would say my general thoughts are that you know there are only so many injuries to starters that you can sustain on defense before you start looking like a second string unit and we kind of found that tipping point at some point during the game I I think it was when Hayden went out was really the big one Spillane going out was noticeable especially with our inability to cover JD McKissick out of the backfield Mm -hmm. but you really started to notice it with Hayden where they started to have guys running wide open through the secondary that touchdown to Logan Thomas um, you know, there was just a, a lot of open receivers, miscommunications back there that you don't get when you have Hayden in there. Mm-hmm. Look, Nelson's been practicing this week, so hopefully he's able to come back. Hayden didn't practice today, um, so he's got to clear the concussion protocol. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be some tough sledding this week against a pretty good Buffalo team too. Um, you know, a, a Buffalo team that's well balanced. They run the ball well. They throw the ball well. Um, on the defensive side and it was really the the defense obviously blew the lead in the second half we were up 14 to 3 at halftime shouldn't have even been three and that three that three points which should never have been put on the board for a variety of reasons (laughs) um the refs completely screed that up Um, well i'm gonna let that that i'm gonna let ben give his thoughts and then we'll get into that that, yeah that wound up being really big those three it points did. mattered a lot down the stretch, especially. Yeah. Um, but like you said, d- didn't get the bounces. You know, Ben got the ball with two minutes left, a chance to drive down and either tie or win the game and wound up getting a pass tipped and it got picked off. And there were a number of those passes that got tipped. Montez Sweat had a, a bunch of them during the game. Yeah. Um, and, and those things happen, but you have to work around them too. Um, you know, the offense wasn't clicking at all. The short yardage looked like we were back to last year when they couldn't do anything in short yardage situations. And we have a fullback on the roster this time around, but they, for some reason, didn't use them. Um, the, the short yardage play calling was mind boggling. I mean, throwing a <laughs> wheel route fade to 
Anthony McFarland of all people when you have so many other options and weapons on the team and it's just I, like the the play calling was mind boggling the mm-hmm. execution was terrible um the offensive line played bad they played really bad i mean it was noticeable that like washington's offensive line was getting a push of a, a couple yards off the line that you know even when peyton barber was in there you know he was grinding out three four yard runs just by mm-hmm. running into the back of his offensive lineman and then our offensive line on the other side's getting blown three or four yards back into the backfield and our guys when we did run the ball what what did we run 15 16 times the whole game yeah. uh just didn't have any room to operate it was i mean everything's broken it's back to the drawing board on offense they offensively they look like a team that's been doing virtual meetings for a month and i didn't they've been doing some practices mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. walkthroughs but they just they look like a team that's completely out of sync and really needs to get back into some hardcore practicing together time and a team that played, you know, two games in five days too. So let's not overlook that, that the NFL yeah. didn't do us any favors with moving these games around. And my final thought though, is that this loss isn't the end of the world. Nope. We're, we're still ahead of the chiefs in the conference standings. Cause this was mm-hmm. a non-conference loss and the chiefs loss was to the Raiders who yep. nearly lost to the jets. So go figure. <laughs> um, should have lost to the jets. If the Thanks, jets Greg cover zero. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, uh, the the NFC East now has two teams this weekend that beat pretty good teams. Not only did Washington beat us, but also the Giants went into Seattle yeah. and beat the Seahawks in a game where Russell Wilson got the ball with two minutes left. And, I mean, he's usually automatic in those situations to march mm-hmm. down the field, let Russ cook and score a touchdown and win the game. And he they they failed on four downs. I mean, they... they yeah. Uh, they did not execute the drive. So the Giants defense stepped up and, and got a big win in Seattle. And then Washington came to Pittsburgh and won. So those Whatever. those top two teams are kind of <laughs> now keeping pace with each other that, you know, Russell Wilson gets talked about as an MVP, MVP candidate. Not anymore. I, yeah. I, that just didn't. sounds like so much excuse making, though. I really don't give a shit what Russell Wilson did this week. I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying that, you know, I'm saying good teams have bad games is my point that. The Seahawks are not infallible. The Saints are not infallible. The Steelers obviously are not infallible. We're a good team. We had mm-hmm. a bad game, but we have to find a way to fix it. We have to find a way yeah. for it to just be one bad game and not become a streak of bad games in a row. And and, and to further the point, it you know Ben Roethlisberger takes so much crap, whereas Russell Wilson, if he has you know a, a bad series that leads to a loss, say, oh well, no big deal. Somebody did this. Somebody did that. I mean, if if Ben has the same thing, well, it's all his fault. So, right. You know, well, look at the, the the Chiefs struggled to beat Denver, who's terrible. Yeah. And you know, and the excuse making in that game was, oh, this is just one of those division games you get in the NFL. Yeah, the it's the Chiefs have been like that for about five or six weeks now. This they is, have, yeah, they they yeah. barely beat Carolina. They're not, Carolina they're not blowing anybody out. Yeah. No. No, you know, exactly. No, Ben, go you ahead. Uh, give us your your thoughts on, on the I, loss. You know, as far as Roethlisberger goes, you know, since we're talking about this right now, he threw yeah. for three hundred yards, two touchdowns. He was picked off um, on a play where I I don't understand why the offensive lineman let the D lineman jump and put their arms up. We were coached, and this is a long time ago, but we were yeah. coached that if a yeah. lineman did that, you punch him in the fucking gut. 
Or, yep. you know, I mean, Craig Wolfley was talking about it today, and he's like, yeah, we just put our helmet in their nuts. I mean, and then yeah. they, they lower their hands real quick to protect themselves. Oh, yeah. And he says, you know, or you grab them and you throw them down. Why are they just letting them do it? It's like you got guys playing volleyball player out there because they're expecting the Steelers to throw the ball short. Anyway, Roethlisberger had eight drops and still mm-hmm. threw for 300 yards. Mm-hmm. All right. By my count, eight drops. I think the official count uh, for the team was seven. So it kind of depends on, you know, who you're talking to. Um, I've got 17 drops over the last two weeks. They have 15. Um, drops are a problem. They are a trend. That is the big storyline for the offense. That was ridiculous. Then you've got the fact that they could not gain one yard on seven different attempts. They needed they needed one yard seven times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. five times from the one, from the one-yard line. Couldn't get across to score a touchdown. Five tries. Then they had a third and one and a fourth and one. They failed on both of those in the same series. If if you convert even one of those, which is an incredibly low percentage, mm-hmm. you probably win this game. One yeah. shot. That's how bad this offensive line is and how far they have fallen. Uh, it's and Matt Filer, I'm sorry. I he is not a good guard. I I really thought that he was going to be a lot better than this. I did too. He has been an incredible disappointment. And Monday, he was flat awful. Awful. Um, I just I, – and Matt, and, and then Ebron – why we're leaving Eric Ebron in line on run plays and trying to get him to block? That fourth down from the goal line – Oh, God. Where he let Chase Young in, he whiffed at him. Mm-hmm. I, he wasn't mm-hmm. even – where mm-hmm. he was trying to block him, Young was already gone. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, he he was he was punching at ghosts. I mean, he was, he was yeah, blocking the air. I and, it was pathetic. And, I I don't yeah. know why you ask him to to block a player of that caliber. That I just don't understand. I mean, at least put Vance McDonald in if you're going to do that. You know. Well, to be very honest, Ben, watch Vance on the other side. He didn't do much better. Um, he did better than that. Actually, I the whole line I, except for Ebron no, was right. in was in the end zone. Everyone except for Ebron, who was standing there, going, "Oh, what, what happened? What happened?" Well, um, yeah. Basically, I didn't think the defense played that poorly. Uh, they had a couple of gaffes here and there. I mm-hmm. I thought they looked gassed. Frankly, um, the play that yeah. jumps out of me, to me is when they had them at third and long, <sighs> deep in their own end of the field. And they ran a screen yep. and got, what, 23 yards on it for yep. a first down? I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. That's I an mean, exhaustion play. I agree all, with you. Yeah. All you had to do was hold the seven or eight on that, yep. and you would have gotten the ball back. But you let them get 23. That's tired legs right there. It, it is. And, and I also think, too, that that is becoming a bit of a thorn again. Uh, I, I, I can remember previous years where it seemed like, we just could not stop teams on third and long, and 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 I don't think it's to that extent. But all of a sudden, it's not. It's, it, it's popping up every once in a while, and it happens. It's, it's, it's the NFL. I'm not concerned about yeah. the defense, honestly. Um, I'm less concerned about them than I am the offense. Uh, we'll get Nelson, and we'll probably get Hayden back Sunday. Uh, Hopefully. You know, it looks like Spillane's going to be out for at least a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like his MCL. 
So I would think we're probably looking at more like three. Um, I would agree. The good news, I guess, is that Avery Williamson led the team in tackles, but I was not overly impressed with him. Um, One other piece of good news is that uh, Ulysses Gilbert started practicing today and can be activated this week, but doesn't necessarily mean he will be. Well, and and I'm glad you brought that up because uh, uh, Bill um, on Twitter asked us about him today, um, and and uh, thanks for listening, Bill. He's he's always wondering when the show is on, and and is a regular listener. So thank you, Bill. Um, yeah, Gilbert has had that back injury, and you were talking a little bit about it on social media today. I mean, you might remember Cortez Allen, who who had the the chronic knee problem. Um, you wonder if this back issue with Gilbert isn't something similar because it seems to kind of pop up all the time. But but he is eligible to return this week if necessary. He is, and and he can be activated as late as Saturday. So okay, um, you know we'll see. I I tried to find out you know kind of where things were today and didn't mm-hmm. get anything really on it. Nothing significant. The only thing I got was that Spillane is going to be out at least a couple of weeks. Um. You know, as we get more, Bill, you know, I'll respond back to that tweet and let you know if I find out anything more on it. But, okay, I mean, all I can tell you right now is he's healthy enough to practice. He practiced fully today. There were no limitations. Um, and I imagine that if his back feels good throughout the week, he will play. Um, if he has a, you know, a relapse mm-hmm. and there are issues or he's got tightness, they'll probably be conservative and not play him. Um, you know, at least he's a guy who's got that sideline to sideline speed that yes, that you need on, on those sub packages. Um, and he's got some familiarity with the defense. He's still kind of a young player because of his lack of, of playing time, you know, actual playing time on the field, mm-hmm. but you know, he can contribute. That, that's so my too. perspective. I'd, I'd rather have him out there playing in the dime than like, you know, Dangerfield. No, I, I totally agree with that. Um, guys, I, I do want to address the end of the half. Um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of fans had questions about exactly what was going on there, and, and we spent a great deal of time talking about it right before we started recording. Um, so, um, again, Alex Smith uh, is tackled. It's a sack. The clock is running, and he, he <laughs> runs off the field with the ball. Um, and, and our take is that that should have been a delay of game. Um, it's no different than a player who, who makes a big play and gets up and, you know, kind of, you know, jets the ball down the field with his, his hand or kicks it downfield. It's a delay of game. Um, which should have been a 10 second runoff inside of two minutes. Exactly. Which would have added that 10 second runoff there. Um, and, and then the other thing, which, uh, Gene Steratore also brought up the the rules guy there. He, he said that in those situations, um, the officials do not have any care in the world about making sure to get the K ball, which is the ball that is specifically used to kick into the game. You, when the clock's running, you spot the ball, you get the hell out of the way. And, and, so this administrative issue thing um, should not have been. And, and I also want to make sure that I say I am in no way suggesting that this cost the Steelers the game. There are nah. way more are other things, issues. much bigger. But you can't deny that it was three points that ultimately could have, have changed the game. So, Ian, what did I leave out? What, what did I miss there? So – 
Yeah, you got it right on the uh, 10-second runoff is what it should have been with Alex Smith running off the field with the ball. Um, In most situations like that, players are smart enough. I mean, we've seen Larry Fitzgerald run Mm -hmm. over, take the ball from the guy who got down and come out and set it for the offensive line to get a snap off. Mm -hmm. That the, the official should have, you know, gotten the ball or they should have had one ready on the sidelines to go to mm-hmm. just throw in there either way they shouldn't have put time back on the clock i mean that was that was some bullshit that they basically freely awarded washington i agree a kick totally. with the clock running and the the clock ran out on time the whether it was the officials error because washington mm-hmm. ran off the field with the ball um, I mean, the, the clock should should never stop in that situation when there's no. a sack. And the officials freely awarded Washington three points, and that was huge down the stretch in a game where, I mean, imagine the difference if Ben gets the ball back and it's tied with two minutes left rather than, you know, it's uh, we're down by three. But yeah. It's an extra timeout, yeah. man. Effectively, they gave them a fourth timeout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's yeah. true. Um, I, I, I want to dive into, uh, the, the glaring issue here, which, um, some people it's the running game. Um, some people it's the offense, some people it's both. Um, and, and, and so, you know, Ben start, start to walk us through what, what is happening because I think the Ravens did a pretty good job of, um, recognizing and then, then Washington, uh, I almost said Redskins. Um, they kind of piled on, picked up that that scheme a little bit to to attack those short throws, get arms up in the air, uh, you know, force those receivers to really struggle coming off the line. So, w- what does all that have to do with the running game and vice versa and all that other stuff? Uh, I don't necessarily think the two things are are related. Okay. I. I I think the running game really comes down to the lack of fundamentals in blocking being executed by the Steelers' offensive line, and it's the line. Look, the running backs are nothing special. I'll be the first person to admit Mm -hmm. that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, McFarland is obviously trying to get too fancy. He's dancing around in holes instead of just going and making one cut and running. Um, He's your home run threat. If he ever mm-hmm. gets out in the open field in the space, look out. That kid yep. could could literally take it to the house. Um, but, you know, he's got to get there first. And he's trying to make people miss before they're even close to him, which mm-hmm. you can't – nobody's afraid of you, kid. You Nobody's worried about you making the miss yet. You're you're nobody. You're nothing. Right. So knock that shit off. <laughs> um, you know, Benny Snell's a one-trick pony. He's a straight-ahead runner. That's it. Uh, Samuels is playing his way out of the league. You know, I guess he's a third down back now exclusively and they don't throw to him. So, you know, whatever. Um, but if the line doesn't make room for these guys, they got nowhere to go. They're not as bad as they look. They don't, they're not special, but they're not Mm -hmm. that bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And in particular, when you watch these guys on film, their pad level is ridiculous. They're standing up trying to run block. It's like, what? how do you think you're going to win? You're, you're not. 
Is that a product of of doing so much pass blocking? I don't know. I I think it's a product of not practicing in pads. Frankly, yeah. Yeah. you don't practice in pads for a long time. You you forget that you got to do that. You know, mm-hmm. under and up, mm-hmm. under and up, under and up. Low man wins. How many times did we get screamed at about that? You yeah. know, I mean, if I it it and granted, you know, sixteen year old kid, you can run all day, but. Mm-hmm. If I was trying to block the way that these guys are, I'd be running every day after practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. Ian, what what are you seeing on on offense here? I absolutely agree with Ben's analysis on the pad level. It's it's really bad. That said, some of its personnel choices. I mean, they're having you know Anthony McFarland in a game or Jalen Samuels in a game when you it's third and one or fourth and one having Benny Snell run routes out of the backfield and try and throw him passes. It's just, they're not aligning their personnel Mm -hmm. to their strengths. They're throwing guys in the game and trying to run the same plays rather than trying to run plays best suited to the strengths of their players. They're trying to make the players fit the scheme instead of the scheme fit the players. Yeah. There's, there's some of that, but the execution is so poor that honestly, I don't. I don't believe that it would matter what call, play was called. When we're dropping passes, we can't block. Our running backs bring nothing special to the game. You know, the only shot, the only shot we have is getting the ball to the wide receivers in space. And when the defense knows that, they can defend that. They can, but also you know, throwing a pass to an eligible offensive lineman on the goal oh, line. Man. Short of the <laughs> goal line. Terrible. Not even not even throwing it to him that in the end terrible. zone where all he has to do is terrible catch the ball. Throwing choice. Him short yeah, I mean, of the goal line. Yeah, he wasn't going to score even if he caught it. And, right. and don't get me wrong. I'm not defending Randy. He sucks, okay? Just yep. so we're absolutely clear. What I am saying is we can have a fantastic offensive coordinator right now, and I don't think it would matter because we're – our guys are playing that poorly. Yes, the play selection was ridiculous. And, and you know, <laughs> Gerald Hawkins getting stuffed on that play and getting out into the route late was ridiculous and then falling down. Uh, and Ben's going to, you know, he's going to put it out there quick. Yeah, because he has to. Professional football. And, yeah. by the way, Chase Young's coming to chase him down. And, you know, Al's not really that effective at blocking him. So, yeah, terrible play selection. Uh, I don't understand why they did it. Um, that wheel route you mentioned before to McFarland, what the hell was that? Um, uh, yes, no question. Randy sucks, but the players suck too. It's it's definitely a two-way street, okay? You, you have to attribute – some of the poor play to the lack of execution. There's no doubt about it. And of course you, you attribute some of it to just awful play selection, personnel, everything else. Um, what has happened to, uh, and Ian, I'll, I'll ask you this. What happened to the, the Matt Canada influence? I don't see any of that jet motion anymore. Um, and I'm not saying that it, it needs to be on every play by any stretch of the imagination, but it, it's just disappeared. What, what what's going on? You're right. It has. It's almost like since Matt Canada tested positive for COVID and had to miss a couple meetings that I don't know, they're mm-hmm. not using it anymore. Or And I don't want to blame 
COVID for for no, I know. You know, Canada's lack of influence, but it's almost like uh, it worked really well in a couple games. I mean, the the game against the Eagles in particular, Eagles, because yeah. they were really bad at defending those outside runs. I mean, Ray Ray McLeod got a couple. Chase uh, Claypool around the end got a couple that. You know, we we made them respect those jet motions, which slowed down the linebackers and opened up stuff down the field mm-hmm. for Claypool. Also, um, they're not using Claypool or as much. I mean, he only had a handful of his snap count was way down this time around. Um, yep. So I don't know what's going on there. I mean, I know Ben has been pretty vocal about wanting more snaps for James Washington, but I don't know if James Washington's snaps need to come at the expense of Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool, either. exactly. Right. Right. So they've they've got enough guys to go around and yeah the i mean some of the specifically deontay johnson and eric ebron have been really bad with the drops but i mean juju's <laughs> dropped a couple yeah, uh, claypool uh, claypools are tough i mean could you call his drops yes the ball hit him in the hands did the was there also a defender's hand mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. making a play on the ball yes so those those ones can go either way i know tomlin said that he counts basically pass breakups where the receiver gets his hands on the ball as drops. But, um, and James Washington's had a couple of drops too, but he's made a couple of great catches. I mean, he made a game saving catch against Baltimore. So um, it it is what it is, but also when we, when we throw so many quick passes that keeps the the safeties and the defense a lot closer to the line that you got to throw the ball down the field a little bit to, to stretch the defense Mm -hmm. out to at least create some room for the running game. Our, our best running game the last couple years, I mean, the sort of Duck Hodges time notwithstanding, but it right. has been when we've gone three wide receivers and run the ball with one running back and three wide receivers to, you know, stretch the defense out side yep. to side a little bit yep. and, you know, run usually, I'll say, a, like a off guard play sort of through, mm-hmm. through that you know, B gap between the guard and the tackle is, is usually our, our best running play. Um, sometimes it's a trap. Sometimes it's a zone. Sometimes it's a counter, but it's it usually in, in that range where you get um, one guard pulling around and then someone leading the way. But filer has been so bad and getting no. blown off the ball that even when DeCastro tries to pull around, there's, there's no room for him. I mean, at this point it's worth giving Kevin Dotson a shot just because at least he can, he's a road grader. He can go forward. I mean, Filer might be a little bit better in pass blocking, but like, I mean, Dawson's a lot better in run blocking. Yeah, I, I agree. And and that was actually what I was going to ask uh, Ben, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of scuttlebutt coming out that there's going to be some potential uh, shifting around of, of offensive line this week. Um, I, I mean, is that, is that the one you would expect to see is maybe Dotson gets a, an opportunity to start over Filer? You know, there's scuttlebutt about that, and there's talk about yep. maybe Filer going back to right tackle um, as, you know, a, a, an improvement as a run blocker there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for, From my perspective, it's not going to be an improvement as a, as a pass blocker at all. So I don't necessarily right. see wisdom in this movement. But I cannot get any confirmation on the possibility that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um my understanding is that Tomlin was really not happy with uh, Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron in particular uh, because they dropped the ball the way that they did. <laughs> uh, had a lot of issues with the offensive line, but you know that was the whole line as a unit. He didn't single anybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, and frankly, yeah, they sucked. 
they have not been good. Um, and hopefully with Pouncey coming back, if he does come back this week, um, he's eligible to come off the list, what we figured on Saturday. Yeah, it'd be the target date. Back, you know, he'll at least the line will be more cohesive than they mm-hmm. than they mm-hmm. were last week. Um has an I hour. want to talk about that for a minute if yeah, I okay. can jump in. Uh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, so the one thing I noticed specifically watching this game was that Hassenhauer's shotgun snaps are really friggin' slow. Like, <laughs> right? There were there were times like it's it's almost like it's almost like when you're a kid and you're playing the game where you're trying to keep the balloon in the air. Like it's almost like he was snapping a balloon back to Ben and he was just like tossing it up into the air. Like Ben was having to reach forward, grab mm-hmm. the ball, and then try and like get a grip on it. And there were times multiple times in the game and i know chase young has an insanely quick get off the ball he's a quick there dude were, there were times when chase young was like already on al's shoulder before like when ben was just getting his hands on the ball so mm-hmm. like i mean at that point you got to grab it grip it and throw it before chase young kills you so like just the the speed of the snaps it's those little details in the game that make a big difference whereas you know pouncey's putting the yeah. ball with they talk about this with long snappers all the time and you see it somewhat with centers and shotgun snaps too but it's it's accuracy and velocity are the two key things yep um, that you want, especially for long snappers, but also true more so now with regular centers and shotgun snaps, that you can't just float the ball back there to them. You know, you're not in your backyard playing catch with your kid. You're, you know, you got to snap it back there so that he can get a grip and actually have a chance to survey the defense yep. before one of those defensive ends kills him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And we had uh, several people comment on that earlier today and had a good conversation about it. Um, it, it one other thing I, I want to, wanted to ask and ben i'll ask you this why do why does uh, randy feekner tend when he goes four wide he 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 likes to include ebron out there why not go juju johnson claypool washington i i I don't see that very often why is that well he does do those four and ebron and he goes empty set does that all the time Honestly. Yeah, I mean, but is it, it recently though? It's mostly been if he does empty set, the running back is usually spread wide, though, isn't he? And yeah, then the, the, still the running back is, yeah. or or they use Ray Ray McLeod. Um, no, that too. I I don't know. You know, he likes Ebron. I'd like to see them run more deep routes up the seam with Ebron mm-hmm. and and use him to pull the defense back away from the line. Keep him honest. The fact that they're not doing that, that they're having him run a bunch of shallow routes is what bugs me about the way he's being used more than anything else. He can't mm-hmm. block to save his life. He's no. not going to start being able to block. Um, he kind of had to run some quick stuff versus the, the – I was just about to call them the other <laughs> name, the Washington football team. We've only been calling them that for like 50 years. And, yeah. You know, give us a little bit of a break. Um, because – Young was getting off the ball so fast that, you know, you only had, you only had about two, two and a half seconds Mm -hmm. from the snap to get the ball off, to get the pass off. So you couldn't hold it a real long time and throw, you know, real long passes. You had to throw it into some quick developing routes. So that being the case, if you can pressure Ben quickly enough, you can yeah. keep your guys back 
you know, get them close as close as they can to Ben and then wait for him to throw it. And as soon as he puts it up, get ready to block it like you're playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, getting back to what I was saying before, I don't understand why when a defensive lineman who's standing in front of you, literally arm's length in front of you, puts his hands up, you don't grab him and shove him to the ground. I don't My, get that. I don't know if you guys caught this, but in one of the replays of the interception that sealed the game, you can see Ben kind of look in the direction of Chuksakor for almost almost looking at him as if exactly what you're saying. Like, why didn't you get him on the ground, or or why did you let him do that so quickly? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. That's just kind of the way I read it, and maybe that's the way I wanted I read to read the it. The same way. The look on his yeah. face was like, "What the hell was that?" Yeah. Yep. Do you know what position we're in right now? That was exactly yeah. the way I read it. Yeah, that's well good. And I'm I've not been wondering that for weeks. It's like, okay, we got these guys <laughs> that are, you know, Ben six five, and those guys are six five too, and so they're just going, okay, yes. I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna pick my spot, and when I have a chance, yeah. put my hands up, and I'm gonna try and knock it down. But they're not only putting their hands up; they're jumping in jumping. the air. So it, it, and I yeah, grab the guy inside. <laughs> And hold him down. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's a question I get quite a bit. You know, he's so tall. Why does he get so many uh, passes knocked down? Well, he's going up against guys the same height, and they're jumping, and and they're also receivers that are five ten. Well, and and he's throwing to receivers who are five ten that are basically right in front of him. You know, yeah. it, it's not like you can put a lot of arc on the ball. Away. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hey, uh, you're listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing, which, of course, serves Broward and the Southern Palm Beach counties down there in Florida. Whether it's commercial or residential, multifamily or condos, contact Deck Roofing today at DeckRoofing.com. Um, I want to flip it over to the de- defensive side of the ball here. Um, you know, Ian, what was your take on uh, Alex Highsmith's uh, first NFL start, filling in for Bud Dupree, who, of course, we're we're now without for the season? What What'd you think? Um, he wasn't terrible. Um, he didn't really flash a whole lot. I mean, he mm-hmm. he got around the edge a few times. He showed a little bit of power. He was not a liability against the run. Um, so I'd say not a not a bad debut. I mean, let's remember he was picked at the tail end of the third round. So, mm-hmm. um, you know this this isn't a, a guy with first round pedigree. He's a a workhorse guy who's gonna just kind of like T.J. Watt coming. I mean, T.J. Watt had athleticism to burn. Let's not yeah. you know, conflate the two. But T.J. Watt's game style was that you know he was relentless. He you know in pursuit things like that. Mm-hmm. And Highsmith has a lot of that similar quality of he's relentless out there. Um, he's, you know, still a little bit raw from a technical standpoint, but, um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. He wasn't a liability out there. I'll put it that way. Um, he's certainly better than, you know, Anthony Chicolo was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There's a name, uh, wearing it, the same number. So that, that is true. Uh, he made one play that, that I wouldn't really call it a splash play, but I think it was an important play when he, he was literally rushing the passer, the ball got out, he turned and and got to Terry McLaurin before he could get his wheels going. And if he doesn't make that tackle, that's going to be a big game. And you know, that, that was one of those plays where I thought, okay, I like what we're seeing here and, and, and so on. Um, Ben, what, what was your overall take on him? Uh, 
pretty much what you guys have already said. I, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I really don't have anything to add there. No, that's fine. That's, I didn't know if you had seen anything. I mean, I, I thought he was he, he he did his job, you know. Um, and and I'm not gonna take it any further than Basically, that. Basically, yeah, yeah, I, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. So here, here's what we're dealing with. Uh, Robert Spillane is, as we mentioned earlier, uh, looking at two to three weeks out. Um, if, if Ulysses Gilbert isn't available, isn't activated. Um, so, so we're looking at Vince Williams and, and Avery Williamson. Um, Ben, what the question is who gets the dot? Well, Vince has to get it just from experience. You would I, think I, from that standpoint, but then when they pull him off the field in in the passing situations, then what? I mean, it's is like that, is that why he wasn't coming off the field the other night? After, I think so. Yeah, after yeah. Spillane went down, and and it was a liability. It was uh, a liability, and it's. I, I, mean, I, I speak idea. for all of us. We love Vince Williams. We we love the way he plays. We love the story. I, I mean, sixth round pick, nobody gave him a chance, but he he just is a liability in in coverage. I, I, there's no other way to put it. And yeah. Buffalo and, has to be licking their chops at that. And he's going to get picked on if yeah. he's out there. And and they're they're going to motion somebody into the slot and mm-hmm. force him into, into a position where he's got to cover a wide receiver. And, you know, yeah. any offensive coordinator worth his salt, if he sees that, he's going to make sure it's the number one or the number two wide receiver, and Vince Williams has got to cover him. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. No chance. That's, so what, no what, shot. They may as what, well put him back at free safety instead and have <laughs> Minka come up and cover the guy. What uh, What do you think, Ben, that, that – uh... Keith Butler comes up with this week. Uh, I mean, does he have any options? I mean, I, I don't think any of us are crazy about Marcus Allen. I mean, do you do you bring Terrell Edmonds down? What do you do? Marcus Allen would be a. It gives you a better chance than Vince does. I'll be frank. Coverage wise, yeah. Coverage wise, yes. Yep. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe. I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna have to chuck more receivers at the line. I can tell you that if if you don't in those situations, and they have a free release versus a linebacker, you're gonna have problems. You're gonna have problems. Yeah, Ian, go ahead. What uh, what are your thoughts on that one? So the the one option that you have here is that last year they when Stefan Tuitt went out, essentially used Vince Williams in passing situations, but brought him as a blitzer all the time. Um, I don't know if you bring him as a blitzer, but Josh Allen does have some mobility, so you could yeah. use him as a, a quarterback spy, essentially, um, to try and mitigate that, uh, you know, Josh Allen's running factor. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There's still the possibility, just depending on how everyone's lined up, that he gets in one of those bad spots. But if he is the sole inside linebacker, then he's going to have to be out there on third downs and and long yard situations. So you almost have to either call blitz plays for him. And maybe that means Mike Hilton's in coverage more and Mike Hilton doesn't come on blitzes. Um, Maybe it's more of Vince in a quarterback spiral. Maybe it's only three quote unquote defensive linemen or down linemen. Mm -hmm. um, And Vince in the middle is the fourth one. So maybe it's just, Cam, two defensive ends, and Vince are in there um, so that you have enough guys to cover. So there's options. None of them are good. Um, (laughs) But considering who we're playing this week, um, 
they they should spy Allen a little bit because Allen can make plays with his feet. Yeah, he, he definitely can. What time? Uh, you know, what did you think of uh, Cam Sutton? He he got his first start, obviously, in place of uh, Stephen Nelson. Yeah, Sutton is a, a heady player. He's always been very smart. He mm-hmm. um, just kind of lacks the physicality to play on the outside. He's a lot better in the slot and in zone coverage, I think, than he is in man, um, where he can kind of read the play and attack the ball, um, attack the ball in front of him. We saw him make a nice pass breakup on a, a pass to the outside mm-hmm. early in the game, yep. but um, you know, there was there was also some communication issues. Um, we, he's played very well, especially the weeks Mike Hilton was out. He he filled that role comfortably well. Um, but I, you know, he's probably better than Justin Lane is on the outside right now. But um, I don't know if he's ever going to be a starting quality boundary corner. Mm-hmm. He could be a, a essentially starter quality slot corner, definitely because. You know, the nickel is the base now. We're in nickel 72% of the time or whatever it is. So, um, I mean, you essentially need three starting cornerbacks. But that being said, um, you know, it was it was okay. He made some good Mm -hmm. plays, made Mm -hmm. some mistakes. But um, I don't know if he's a a long term uh, answer there. A a one or two game stopgap. Sure. Yes. But a long term Mm -hmm. answer. eh, I'm not convinced. Yeah. Ben, uh, what was your overall impression of Matthew Wright? As of right now, we might get to see him again. I, I think Boz was uh, was he limited or didn't practice at all today with the no bad practice. hits? Yeah. Um, what What'd you think of uh, Mr. Wright? Who Who uh, I believe, as my daughter said, he looks like he's twelve. Uh, well, Mike Tomlin obviously doesn't have enough faith in him to let him kick from forty five. So. I don't feel great. Let's put it that I way. Either. I don't know. Um, you know, I, it's one of those deals where the, the offense has got to convert. They've got to be better in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buffalo doesn't have a great defense this year. I they've, no. they've been stronger. Let's put it that way. Offensively, they're a stronger team. Fortunately for us, the Steelers are a stronger team defensively. Mm-hmm. So... You know, we have that going for us. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, they're either going to have to give them really good opportunities to kick or they're going to have to score and not put themselves in a position where they have to count on their kicker. I uh, was the, – the field goal length was one thing. But I got to tell you, his inability to kick it into the end zone on kickoffs, I think – I didn't really have a problem with that. He was dropping them like on the two. Right. But where I was going is that I wasn't particularly crazy about our coverage. Um, There were a couple of times when, I don't know about you guys, I was holding my breath because it it looked like uh, the return man had a little seam at times. And, and of course, I was getting ready to, you know, go to town on the gum chewer. Um, but that that's a concern for me. But you know what? He did his job. He made his two extra points. He made a field goal. Um, I, I just hope that we aren't in a situation like you described where we're sitting there looking at a 45, 47-yarder, and, and Tomlin's got to go, well, you know what? we got to go for it. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Um, Ian, uh, any, uh, any other thoughts? I, I can't remember if I had anything else on the agenda for tonight. <laughs> uh 
Do we need to enroll you in AARP there, Mark? Um, oh, well, I, I'm close. I'm close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Um, no, I, I think we covered most of it. I think yeah. Ben was right about Buffalo's defense. Not as good this year as they've been in the past, but still pretty pretty good in a couple positions. You know, um, that they their running game. They use a, a bunch of different running backs. They None do. of them are, are game breakers, but kind of like Washington, that they've got three different running backs that they'll sprinkle into the mix, and they can all just kind of grind you down. Josh Allen's been. I mean, he was in the people were talking about as an MVP candidate after the first four weeks, he kind of cooled down a little bit after that, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's good. And they've got Stefan Diggs now at receiver, who's an absolute technician of a route runner. I mean, he's one of the he best route runners in the game. Um, so the, the secondary is really going to have to, they're, they're probably gonna have to bracket him. I mean, with a safety over the top and, and double him essentially most of the game, they don't use their tight ends a whole lot, which is good after what ha- just happened with Logan. Thomas. <laughs> um, Make sure what a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they've got a couple other, I'll say, okay receivers. I mean, Cole Beasley yeah. is a decent slot receiver. Um, John Brown's a speedy guy with not great hands that we've seen before mm-hmm. when he was in mm-hmm. Baltimore. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, offensively, Buffalo can move the ball, they can score, you know, probably in I think they're averaging like 25, 26 points a game somewhere and they're around in the right. middle of the pack. We're still averaging um I think 27 and a half after the yeah. last two weeks, but um you know, the Steelers are going to have to score more points. They're they're not going to be able to win this game by scoring under 20 I don't think points so either. like they did the last few weeks. So it's it's going to take it's going to take, you know, 27, 28, 30 points to win this game. That's my feeling, 27 points. Yeah. 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 Ben, what uh, what are you looking at against uh the uh the Buffalo Bills? What are we looking we going to make a prediction here or what are we doing? Oh, well, I was going to let you kind of talk a little bit about uh Buffalo and the matchup and stuff and then I was going to ask about the prediction, but oh, you know, like I mentioned uh, before, I don't think their defense is as strong as it has been in years past. I think that there will be opportunities to score points here. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. I also think that the run game is going to figure into this game a little, little more strongly than it has the last few weeks, and I expect the Steelers to bounce back. Both from the standpoint that they're going to be more rested this week, yeah, than they have been in a while, and also because, frankly, they were humiliated on Monday. They just they were terrible, and just pride alone, you need to bounce back from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I expect them to do so. Um, and then, you know, offensively, I Josh Allen is streaky. Sometimes he's really good, and sometimes he's really bad. He can throw some he's bad balls. Really bad. Yeah. So, and it's going to be cold, and it's going to be windy. So I don't know what we're looking at in terms of, of throwing the ball mm-hmm. with either team, you know? Uh, Buffalo is a notoriously bad place for yes. that kind of, you know, offense. What's, uh, what are the the uh, playoff clinching scenarios this week? I know, obviously, if we win, we're in. But uh, if we win and the Browns lose, we clinch the division. Division, yes. Okay. Um, and I I think we could also get in with a Miami or Raiders loss, maybe. I can't remember that. Yeah, it's something like that. I I don't know. Yeah. All right, Ian, prediction time. What do you got? 
Uh, I don't feel very good about this game, honestly. Um, I hate to take a two-week hiatus from the podcast and come back and pay against the Steelers, but I mean, we're on the road. The weather's going to be bad. We can't run the ball. I'm, hopefully, James Conner comes back and Home we get back. Advantage is non-existent this year. That's, that's true. Actually, what is it? I think away teams have a slight advantage, like ninety-eight yeah. to ninety-five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like fifty-fifty. Yeah. There's yeah. just there's no advantage this year. No, no, yeah. no, no fans in that stadium. That's true. Um, uh, um, all right. I'm gonna say, I, I, I agree with Ben. I think 27 points is what it's gonna take to win this game. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. don't know if we get there. I'm gonna say Buffalo 24 to 20. Woo. Okay, Ben, what do you got? Uh, I'm going 27 24. So. And 27, I, 24. Yeah, Steelers. Steelers, so, yeah. okay. So ben and I have Buffalo at the same. Ben's just giving the Steelers the extra touchdown that I'm not sure if they get. <laughs> I'm good with that. I, uh, I My gut feeling isn't real good with this. What what does give me some hope is the fact that, that the Buffalo defense is not playing nearly as well as it did last year. Um, but but if the weather turns really ugly, then I, I have serious worry for us. But I'm going to say 27-23 Bills. Um, I, 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 just, I just don't like the way we've played the last two weeks, and I, I have a hard time believing it's just going to turn around that quick. So I hate to do it. I, I've been uh, – I'm 10-1 and one on my picks this year. Or 10 I don't think either 22. one of you are considering, you know, the, what the, the the situation the Steelers were in the last couple of games, and I, I think that plays into it, and that's why I'm picking yeah. them to win this week. I, oh, I, I totally see it. I totally see it. I, uh, I, I, I can understand where you're coming from. I, I think they definitely looked tired towards the end of that game on, on Monday. Um, I think they were mentally, emotionally, psychologically, uh, physically, they were just spent, um, the, the constant yo-yo they had to deal with, with the Ravens. Right. Um, we, we really probably should give them more credit than we have for, for winning that game. I know they were playing against, uh, a, a lot of backups, but you know, um, it, it is what it is. But, uh, anyway, we're going to get on out of here for, uh, this edition of the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing in South Florida. And as always, hey, go Steelers. And hey, Ravens suck. (laughs) Yes, they do. Fuck those guys.